I love you like peaches You're as sweet as can be Do you like my phone background? <laughs> There's a period in time where I feel like every kid in APR history had that as their phone background. Venus eating his son. Mm-hmm. I do really like the image. I would like to see it in real life. I've seen it in real life. Really? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Is it big? No, it's tiny. Oh. It's in the um it's in the Musée d'Orsay. Fifty six by thirty two is pretty big. It's not big. But fifty six by thirty two is pretty big. It's probably pretty close to that, no? Yeah, but I, you don't you think of it as like a huge canvas? In my mind, I no, think it was one of those. When I think of small, I think like Mona Lisa's small, right? It's like she's probably the same size. No, I think that's small. You're just standing so far away. I feel two and a half feet by two feet. I guess that is pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So smallish. Small. Ish. Cool though. Very cool. Is there a reason that you made that your background? There's a guy on YouTube called the Nerd Writer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Nerd Writer 1 is his official thing on YouTube. But he does these videos explaining different aspects of art, whether it be music. Mostly it's focused on painting and movies, though. Mm-hmm. And he did a, he did, um, a video... About Francisco Goya's devouring, sad of devouring his son. Hmm. Which I thought was very interesting. And so I liked the image ever since then. You didn't compliment my haircut. How would I notice if you got a haircut today? Because look how much shorter it is. It looks the same. It does not. Look at how f- healthy the ends are. Look at that bounce. Boing, boing. <laughs> My old hair did not do that. It just went... Your old hair had ED. (laughs) ED. And this is full Viagra hair. (laughs) It's so bouncy. And it's finally not red. The lady at the haircut place. And by the haircut place, I mean Great Clips. Great Clips. Shout out, Great Clips. She gave me a Great Clip for $17. Well, she just took off what? The bottom half an inch? But she also cut my bangs. That's nice. I know. She was very nice. She's from Canada, but she's <laughs> been here for... <laughs> We're going to talk about this lady for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no. She was very sweet, though. She told me that I had to wait a little while longer because there was someone in front of me. Meanwhile, I don't think she realized that I could see into the store and there was no one in her chair. She just wanted to go smoke a cigarette. And that was what was in front of me, was her and her cigarette. She probably thought of that while she was smoking her cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Then I had her cigarette fingers. Anyway. All through your hair Mm -hmm. follicles. Yeah, but I just, I don't do anything crazy. I just cut the ends. I don't need to spend, I hated spending $100 on haircuts. Yeah, it's so weird that girls' haircuts could inflate it to that price. But I did the math the other day with someone. You guys spend more on your hair than girls do because we get our hair cut more because you yeah you're dishing out 30 bucks like every three weeks i'm only going four to five times a year if that yeah i mean i guess it makes sense you know but i like going to the barber it's relaxing i really liked when grace's boyfriend would do my hair in the kitchen and he would sit there like this and i cut every single follicle of my hair I've never had better haircuts in my life. He's meticulous. He was very meticulous. And he I think he was afraid that he was going to mess it up. 
Anyway, episode seven. Yeah, episode seven. Week seven. We're almost getting into a routine where I just feel like it's just part of my week now. Yeah. It no longer feels like, oh, this weird, awkward thing. It's like we talk about, okay, are we going to record today? Because mm-hmm. we record between like Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then you just kind of build it in. So I was thinking about this the other day for a while. Mm-hmm. I was out on the porch, and it was, I guess I'll backtrack. So you know how we go out and you go to like a JCPenney or you go to a TJ Maxx or something like that, and then you'll see in the back right of the store there's a art collection that's of like basic art, and a lot of times they'll have those really simple quotes that'll say, live life to the fullest. Yeah, like the live, laugh, love quotes. Right. So... <laughs> Where are you going with this? Live, laugh, love, truthfully, mm-hmm. is a pretty good piece of advice. <laughs> right? Yes. And like if we were to take in those things and apply them to our daily lives and use them, I think <laughs> that people would turn out to be better. But why is it that those basic quotes are lame? And But we all know that they're applicable. Um, because I think when you overhear something, you become desensitized to the words. You know when you say a word too many times? Mm-hmm. You like, for, almost like your brain like kind of goes, and you like forget what it even means. Mm-hmm. I think when you hear that, you've heard it so many times, and in like a, that you're just not actually computing. Maybe. Because what if I said, love, laugh, lip, I don't know. Or said it in a different order, your brain might... No. I think it's that... So, I think it's more closely related to, like, a a religious thing. So, you know how... Okay, so we used to go to church a lot. Elizabeth and I used to go to church every Sunday um, for a very long time. And you see... Our whole lives. Our whole lives. But my point being is you see a lot of people there who are, I guess, trying to... play a role or reflect what they think is a uh, saved Christian or an enlightened Christian or however you want to like announce it that they're so honorable and they're doing the right thing and they're touched by God and they want to feel the way that they see people who are actually this way feel does mm-hmm. that make sense so these people who are just new to religion or maybe not new, maybe been been, for, been in it for a while, mm-hmm. but they see, like, let's say, a pastor or just a member of the church who they get it in a different way where it's a little more spiritual and like, they can tell that they're, they're changed, but they're trying to emulate that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what these quotes are, is people who just get sick of people who are trying to emulate the live, laugh, love, but don't actually embody the true meaning of, like, the quote. Like, it's like a bunch of white girls saying it or posting on Instagram where it defaces the value. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, there's just be Like the a, girls who post on their Instagram bios, like, be kind always, and then you actually know they're, like, the biggest <laughs> bitch. Well, it's... I mean, yeah, or similar to, like, girls that will post, um, like, pictures of them, like, in Belize in the bikini, and it's obvious, and then they're trying to post, like, this... Spiritual. Super thoughtful spiritual quote. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right... Like, this is, these are obviously two conflicting mm-hmm. things right here. You know what I mean? Well, it's, the girl is just trying to kind of make up for the bikini photo. But that's my point. Mm-hmm. Is, like, they're trying to be something that they're actually not, but they're trying to persuade people that they live in this kind of headspace when they don't. I think that's Was what that they're... just a people-pleasing thing? I think that you... People want to be, like, happy and enlightened in a certain way. People people want to be what they look up to, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, if you are in the Christian church, you want to be, like, the pastor. Because often, oftentimes, they have an understanding of the world that most people don't. And, I mean, they may just be that because they're, you know, they've been studying the Bible, which has a lot of good, I think, texts and teachings. And, and some is not good in my opinion but that's a different way to go down it but I think that these people are trying to emulate what they see and by 
trying to fake it instead of actually putting in the work to learn these lessons, you become disingenuine. And I think it's the same thing for like the Instagram model. They're trying to post these lessons like they have the understanding when they're not all the way there yet. When they just actually just, they Googled the quote five minutes ago. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they'd read a book or something like that, you know, whatever. But but people, I, I mean, I can, I noticed it that I get caught up in it too. Like you'll read a book or you'll read a quote or you read a story and you feel like, oh, now I've got this information. I want to show everyone else that I have this information. It's just like an ego thing driving you to want to show people that you're advanced and more leveled up than they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just think that that's why people, those basic quotes... Just but how does that... And that so, so again, we're just desensitized. Yeah, I guess, in a certain way. But once you... I guess once you hear it, and then... Yeah, I don't know. But, but they are... Can, they are, like... Yeah, you can take a step back and actually dissect it and go, oh, that's actually very applicable, or that's those are wise words. Yeah. But why is it... That when we hear it so much. Those words lose meaning. Yeah, they fall on deaf ears. Yeah, I guess it's the way to put it, yeah. You know, it is going back to the church thing, which I actually kind of want to get into a little bit, but... When I went to... When I went to church with mom and dad... When, when I was home... I think I was telling you this. Mm-hmm. We went to this church, and it was their first time, or, like, their, they hadn't gone to this church very long. And you know how mom and dad are. They're very selective. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I, you know, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think every church is every church, whatever. And I just haven't gone in a very long time because of COVID, and then what happened at my church in the city. But <clears throat> the way that the pastors and the... the um like processional people what do you call them i don't know what do you call the pr- it was like a it was a very um not pentecostal i don't know what you're talking about right now what is the type of service it starts with the p mm-hmm. what is it called protestant protestant thank you so there's a lot of hymns okay and there's the guy who's leading the people and then he's also leading the congregation okay and you can see them just going through the motions and i was standing there going does anyone in this congregation or does like that guy like does he actually feel anything like we're singing these words on screen but we're just kind of singing them like are we actually even internalizing them or even reading them a little bit no because we all have these songs so memorized right yeah yeah and then the same way that the pastor was praying just he uses that same vernacular those same sentences it was the same like the blood you know and if you had asked me to go up there and give, I could have given the same prayer and it yeah. could have sounded just as genuine, but it's because I sat in it for <laughs> 20 whatever years of my life yeah. every single week. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It really freaked me out a little bit, having not, hadn't, not gone to a service like that in so long. And I think like I've been to Catholic Mass, but I kind of write that off as it's just all very... Um, formal. It's all very formal, and so it's supposed to be a little bit like disconnected. Mm-hmm. But when it's a church more like that, where it's supposed to be a little bit more interpersonal or personal, I just looked around and everyone just looked dead in the eyes, and they're just mouthing, and then they're sitting, and then they're writing their notes. And but it's like, how many times did I go to church growing up, and I would do the same thing? I'd feverishly t- be taking my notes and like really trying to internalize it, really trying to teach. And then if you asked me three days later what the sermon was about, I couldn't tell you. I vividly remember that if you go to church for long enough, and it'll usually take more than a year, maybe a year and a half, but you'll hear the same sermons. You'll hear the same... Even the way that the songs are... And I mean, everyone knows that. Like, the way that the songs are constructed. Well, all the songs are usually the same. I mean, they play the same four songs, which is ridiculous. I mean, 
I don't know how you're supposed to get stoked if like could you imagine if you went to a concert <laughs> and they just and they it was all different bands but they were all playing the same four songs it'd be horrible you'd never want to go to that concert ever again <laughs> but yet like the that church is be. like you know what we should do mm-hmm. let's play this banger for the seventh third fourth 153rd week mm-hmm. in a row and it's this and it's also funny it's the same i also went to this church and i go really it's the same format it's like you picked up a church, cloned it, and then put it in rural Wisconsin. Yeah. And it's like, let's not even try to be a little bit unique. We're just going to we're gonna rip off every other form. We're going to do a terrible job at it, too. I think churches might need rebrands. <laughs> well, and I think they just need... No, you're all right, though. It's like, if you go to any church that is Christian it usually works like this you go to church for about an hour you have 30 minutes 15 to 30 minutes of worship usually about 30 minutes there's a guy up there with a guitar uh-huh. there's bad slideshows of the of the the lyrics. the lyrics there's someone who's a little off key in the background but like she really wants to be up there and so we're gonna let her have her moment yeah and then you have 45 minutes of teaching so it's usually I guess an hour and 15 minutes but or 30 to 45 minutes, but that is it. It happens every week. And then before you sit down, though, you, you have, have to say, say hello hi to your neighbor. <laughs> you gotta shake Sometimes your you hand. say, peace be with you. Peace be with or you. Or if you're at a cool church, you just say, hey, what's up? With your, like, Jesus tags and <laughs> your skinny jeans. And the girls are wearing <laughs> They're big hats with their perfectly curled hair with like their little dress and their, their you know, their wedges. Yeah, 100% wearing wedges. <laughs> There's not a Christian girl that goes to church that wears a heel. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making fun of it. I'm not, I'm just. You can't, it's not making fun of it. It's literally it's exactly literally how every church ever is. I just remember there got to be a certain point where I was like, yeah, like you're just so you're on robot mode it is robot mode it's robot mode everyone is it was just so interesting to see this one church because i guess you know what's funny what honestly is the church that we went to and as it was a i don't i guess you could say it was a mega church it was a mega church ish for people who don't know what that means we had a mega church there are different sizes of churches and megachurches are when it's over a couple thousand or like 5,000 in the congregation. And we were probably on the low end of that. We probably had 2,000 I think at its peak, it actually was at like nine, eight or 9,000, maybe 10,000. Yeah, just, that would make sense. But it people go, it, there's different services. Right. Oh, guess I forgot how we many bought, services They bought were. a Walmart. Like yeah. it was in a Walmart. Which is what I'm getting to. <laughs> okay. Which is... How funny is it that this church turned so cookie cutter that it was in a Walmart? <laughs> it's like the one thing that like it's corporate America, it's like they pick it up and they put it somewhere else. Oh and gosh. the church was in a Walmart. Whew. Yeah, and that never dawned on me. That was I guess they had a skate park, which was cool. They did. They had a lot of Yeah. And it was the same people every week. Yeah. And we sat in the same exact place. You know, that's like how robotic you get. If we even miss... <laughs> Dude, it's just like how when you were in school mm-hmm. and you had a cool teacher, I said, there's no assigned seating. You can sit next to whoever you want. Yeah. You still have assigned seating. Yeah, you just picked it the first day. You just day. picked it the first day or week or whatever, you know, because some people move around in the class. But the point being is you, you picked it when you got there, and then you stayed at that, that seat literally all year. But I think that actually is just that, kind of back to what you were saying and answering your question, I guess, from my... People want security. People want consistency. Yeah. And I think people want... I think there are two different people, like two different types of people in the world. There are followers and there are leaders. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. At majority are followers. 
there, there can be like subsets of people who have leadership properties but there's i really only think there's a few like true leaders in societies because mm-hmm. that's just back to our ancestors there was one tribal like you know king or whatever <laughs> i am tribe king i am tribe king oh, and people i just... am tribe king but think Duh. about it. People. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, sorry. If you think about politics, if you think about COVID, if you think about people just want to be told what to do. Same with church. Tell me what to do to get to God. Okay, I need to do this. Okay, I need to do that. Yeah, I mean, tell they, me they tell, that's true because right when you go to church, when you explain the service, you have the worship, you say hello, he says the sermon, and at the end, what he does is he goes, and now. I just want to invite all the unsaved people. If you just want to accept Jesus right into your life, is this is him telling you how to get Jesus mm-hmm. at the end of every sermon? Yeah, he's closing. It's a pitch. It's one big giant pitch. The beginning is you the emotion, mm-hmm. and then you get the teach. You know, I remember the first time I brought my ex because he didn't go to church ever, and I was like, "We're going to church." They didn't go to church. Okay. Like at all. Okay. And so when we were dating, I still wanted to go to church every Sunday. Right. And we wouldn't go every Sunday. We'd probably go like every, I don't know, at least probably once to twice a month. Okay. And every time he'd go in, and looking back, I was getting so mad at him for like poking fun at it. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh my gosh. He was like, this is just literally a free concert. Why are there lights? It's like nine in the morning. Yeah. Why are they trying to get me to jump up and down? Yeah. (laughs) And then why is this guy telling me, like, how bad of a person I am? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily the bad person, but they're just... They just... I don't know. They would just work through the Bible, and you'd go through it pretty much once a year. And that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. And it's just a continued repetition, which you can... I don't know. You can do yourself... But I then there are there are repetitions that are good. Yeah, no, they're like right. going to the gym is a good repetition. Eating healthy is a good and repetition. Also, going to work every day is a good repetition. You're not going to get fired. I don't think necessarily going to church every day or every week is a bad repetition either. But I don't either. I liked going. to I just church. think too often times they fall and they get comfortable. I guess is a good way to put it. They don't evolve like businesses do or. I think it's like laziness to an extent and so if you're yeah. lazy are you actually doing it authentically because I think if you were doing it authentically you'd constantly want to make it better yeah I think it goes back to just being comfortable because it just is like it's kind of like you know when you go to people's houses and it's definitely like early 2000s but they're just you can tell it's just comfortable for them and they're not going to change it that's mm-hmm. how I feel a lot of churches are mm-hmm. they a found of, a model that worked they're, it's like a lazy boy recliner. Church is like a lazy boy. <laughs> how do you feel about that period in your life? How do I feel about it? Fine. I don't know. I feel like I got exposed to it a lot. I know, you know. I don't know. I would say compared to most, I know more. But compared to some, I know nothing. You just spoke in stories. As compared to most people, mm-hmm. I know more about church than they do. Oh, about church. Okay. Compared to some, I don't know anything. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> Actually, though, I remember friends of mine, we were all getting pedicures one night, mm-hmm. and we were on... We were just being goofy, and we were giving each other, like, BuzzFeed quizzes. Mm-hmm. And then we were doing trivia, and then one of us got on, like, yeah, trivia, I guess. And we ended up on Bible trivia. And I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke all of you guys. <laughs> every single one of my answers was the Apostle Paul. And I thought I was right every single time. <laughs> you weren't. No. Yeah, I probably don't know as much as I do, as much now as I used to, that's for sure. Definitely not as worse as I was at one point. <clears throat> when do you think you got, like, over it? What do you mean? When do you think... Do you remember a moment where you were sitting there going, mm, 
This is not for me. For a while. But do you remember a moment? No. Or was it kind of a slow burn? Probably a slow burn is a better way to put it. Yeah. Were Definitely. you in high school or middle school? I'm trying to think. Um, sixth grade, I was into it. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade, I think that's when I started to not be into it. Mm. That's when things like started to arise and questions and all that jazz and stuff. Definitely seventh grade. Because I remember being in eighth grade. Yeah, because when I was in eighth grade, I was at Thurgood, and that was public school, and that's when I was like, I just, I don't know, sophomore, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was just older, too, and I was doing other stuff, and I was hanging out with friends, and there was girls around and all this jazz, so that's when you started expanding your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you were to... I've been thinking about this. If if we were to design a church, like a setup for how the sermon is supposed to go, right? What's your jam? How do you do it? I am like a. Are we just setting up a religious? You are. You're going to develop a church. I'm a. You're you're making a church. Mm-hmm. And you're like setting a non-denominational church. You're starting to structure for how the the sermon's going to go. Uh, I am so okay. I'm s- the sermon or the whole service? The whole service. Okay, you just said the sermon. I'm so. What does this mean? Indoctrinated that I'm like, well, first we sing. <laughs> I think I'd set it up like a TED talk, so I'd have multiple pastors speak, and then in between each in between each pastor, I would do music. You know what I would do? I think honestly, honestly. I like the TED Talk idea. The most I ever learned, and I think the fairest that the Christian religion is to themselves, is when they don't... There's... um, It's so their way or the highway. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times people get turned off because you can find holes in the in the doctrine you can Mm -hmm. find things that don't line up i mean again science and like that was a blanket statement right there (laughs) again science (laughs) sorry i meant to say point of contentions with different people such as evolution or microevolution or the age of the earth the age of the earth in general (laughs) all of those things right Mm -hmm. giant you know happenings that scientists can explain but for some reason if it's for some reason that's of the devil and like science is there to trip us up whatever i think it would be interesting is instead of yeah instead of it being church and going through the i understand the glorification part but i think you're glorifying god more if you're actually wanting to be there yeah. And I think half the people don't want to be there, right? Probably more than half, honestly. More than half. But yeah. And I think it, yeah, kind of like a TED Talk, but make it a debate. Yeah. Like you're bringing in a different viewpoint so that it's not just like sit in this church and believe all this stuff and just take our word for it. It's like, no, let's take every other religion and let's invite them into our house and let's talk and let's have a discussion. I think the best way to do it probably is to have different types of sermons every week so you don't get bored of the one sort. So like, uh, yeah, because some because having a, what you're saying, having a debate with the pastor and the other whoever. Let's say if it's like a Buddhist monk or whatever, maybe it doesn't matter. And not just I'm I'm talking like a round table. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. That would be super cool. Mm-hmm. I think it would also be very cool is at some point you have. You know, three of the high-level pastors in the church, or mm-hmm. just from around, or whoever, mm-hmm. and they all get to speak one week. Or you have a really solid dude who's very smart and wise and whatever, and he speaks for a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be way cooler if it wasn't the same thing every week or it wasn't the same pastor every week. Or even it's not even a debate. It's like we're inviting this um, conversation, podcast style almost. Podcast style almost, or which I actually really liked that. 
the church I went to in the city, they did that from time to time, and it were they were my favorite ones. And they wouldn't just bring in other pastors. Mm-hmm. They literally brought in like Charlemagne the God, and they just sat down and talked about their differing viewpoints. Yeah, because I feel like most churches are too scared to bring in those kind of people. Totally. And I don't think you should be. I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily like the number but one. But why? Because guest. if your foundation is that shaky, yeah. If you're believing that this foundation is the foundation of everything, then it shouldn't get cracked just because you invite someone with a differing viewpoint in. I also don't think you should be so scared that you can't invite someone into the home. Like, isn't everyone supposed to be welcome into Correct. God's house? Correct. Right? That's why. I, yes, that's why I loved that church until unfortunately it crumbled tragically sad very sad i i'm still kind of not over it it's actually a big i don't know reason i'm not like going to church right now just need a little break because we go to greenhouse those are actually like good nights you have to admit because we went to the bars afterwards And that's true. <laughs> yeah, we went to the bars after every... <laughs> we went to Social 28 and we drank beer and we played pool. But why is that bad? Because if you can do it on any other night, why is just following church so bad? It's not. And that's my whole thing. It's I like, don't know. How do we live in these compartments where it's like, why can't you just pregame church? Could make it more fun. <laughs> Bong ribs for Jesus. <laughs> One of my favorite Supreme Court stories. Bong rips for Jesus? You never heard of this before? No. This is when the Olympics were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid made a sign when they were doing a... Um, here. So, yes. Morris versus Frederick, 2007, is a United States Supreme Court case where court held 5-4 to four that the First Amendment does not prevent educators from suppressing student speech that it is reasonably viewed as promoting illegal drug use at or across the street from a school supervised event. So basically what happened was for the 2002 Winter Olympics um, this dude Morse I guess or Frederick I forget oh, no sorry yeah Frederick he was like just a kid and then across the street they from the school they made a sign that said bong rips for Jesus. <laughs> And they lost the case, but they were saying they have freedom of speech to, like, you know, display, like, illegal drug use from across school, whatever, because it's on a school property, whatever yeah. maybe. So I learned about this in one of my classes or anything like that. But I think it's it's, a, it's, a, it's just a super funny case. That's funny. Bong rips for Jesus. Bong rips for Jesus. It was reasonably viewed as promoting illegal drug use. Um, and that the principal may illegally restrict that speech. But bong rip could be tobacco. It could, but everyone everyone knows it's not. Right. <laughs> you know. That would also make you cough a lot more. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do wish churches would just get... I wish they just wouldn't be afraid of their own shadow. Yeah, I guess maybe that's a good way to put it. Maybe that's a good way to put I it. I heard this thing, and this has nothing to do with church. I was listening to the Lex Friedman podcast where he brought the um, virologist on, the one that everyone's talking about. Um, okay, I'm going to Google this while you speak. Um, look up Lex Friedman virologist. It's like one of his last podcasts. And I'm going to butcher his name, which is why I'm not trying to say it. Vir- how do you spell viral? V-I-R-A-L-I-G-I-S-T, something like that. Virologist. He's a he's a scientist of, of viruses. Vincent Exactly. Russell and Elio. <laughs> he's a Vincent Russell and Elio. I think that's is that you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's one of the top virologists in the entire world. What is a virologist? They study viruses. Okay, that's AKA it. AKA COVID. Okay. <clears throat> and he has a podcast. That happened before COVID, where every single week he would introduce people to... This guy? Yes. Vincent... Yes. Spaghetti? He would... (laughs) He's actually very interesting. You should listen to it, but 
he breaks down different viruses and he kind of tees up this whole conversation with um for the most part viruses are very friendly and we have an abundance of them in our bodies at all times my little friends yeah they're our friends and then every once in a while they can become um (laughs) 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 yes they can become grr um and once they become grr mm -hmm. they I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> you my, were paying attention intently, weren't you? My point to this point is... The point of the point... The point of the point being... Oh, well, A, in his podcast, he's like, yeah, well, COVID's kind of taken up the past year of episodes, which he, you could tell he was so genuinely sad because he really just loves viruses <laughs> and wants to teach people about them. <laughs> But now he's basically just made it an open forum. And the way he describes them is great, but um, they were discussing the leadership standpoint from the virus. And obviously, I think we can all agree at this point, there was like bad decisions made. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's a lot easier when you have an ego and you have status and you're powerful to not admit you're wrong because you don't have as much like day-to-day pushback and you're not seeing the suffering of other people right you know what i'm saying yeah and he was just saying i wish when the whole mask fiasco happened because in the beginning they were saying masks don't do anything and then they instead of saying hey we messed up Actually, the data is proving that masks do hinder the spread. Right. Do you guys mind actually wearing them? We're so sorry. They just went from masks don't work to masks absolutely work if you don't wear one, you're, you know, a yeah. murderer. There was no, like, in between. And I feel like in the church or just in other religious sects, they do that all the time. Things will happen. And it's the definition of just sweeping it under the rug. And then we're just yeah. supposed to, like, go along for the show. Yeah. And just rely on the faith of the government or your leaders that they have your best intentions in mind, which we learned through COVID and things that have happened in the church, that that's not always true because everyone's human. Yeah, it's it's funny that the church, the place that always talks about forgiveness and people do wrong so often that they can't just say that they messed up and they they made a human. They made a human. (laughs) They made an error. Like, it's not that crazy. You know, Mm-mm. it's like also the like pastors that get caught for all these like for a porn addiction. Like they'll come out and say that I have a porn addiction. This happens a lot, or whatever it may be, or an, or an alcohol thing. And for a while, you're like, at least I was like, well, I guess maybe they shouldn't like they are the pastor. But then you kind of realize I would rather have a pastor like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, not that not, not that he's like he's doing it all the time, but that he's open with his, to his mistakes or his shortcomings mm. because then you know it's it's real. It's like this is what I'm dealing with, man. Like I think some people try to do that, but uh, more than often the church makes you step down, which I think is just a little ridiculous. And then they sweep it under the rug, and then they just usher yeah. the next guy on. Like I think you should just be like, well, this is the truth. This mm-hmm. is what's going on, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna try to get through it. And to be honest but about it. But do you it. still think that they need to be a pastor? Or do you think that their privilege was revoked? What pastor is perfect? N- zero out of zero. That's my point. Yeah, I... I think you should... I think we, people just... I didn't realize this until I got older, but I think people just force them out too, too quickly. That they have to be this, like, perfect being... Because they're the pastor and they're the pinnacle, which... Well, I think it's their own fault. They hold them to this expectation, and then as soon as they prove that they're human, they go, how dare you be human? Yeah. You're supposed to be... Maybe. This deity figure. You're supposed to be like exactly Jesus, but you're not Jesus because that would be blasphemy. Yeah. You're supposed to definitely be better than most. I I think Jesus might be an over. And how often would we get to actually save pastors if, yeah, we would let them make mistakes? Think about how they could grow and come, like, the teachings that could come from that. Totally. 
Because or just like less pressure on them that they the whole congregation sees them and they just get to be human too. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I don't think even pastors should exist necessarily. I think it should just be people in leadership. And like it's a con- it's a conversation. So there's like in a lot of churches there's usually multiple pastors. Yeah. So you shouldn't the only there should be a main pastor. I don't think there should be a main pastor where ev- he is the face of the church. There's just like a I think that's too much pressure on one individual. There's just like a round table. Like you said, if there's 15 of them, also how great you have 15 weeks to prepare your next sermon. So Yeah, if you do it that way. You yeah. know? Or even if let's say even if you do do it <clears throat> Excuse me. But the, like you have you're doing three chunks mm-hmm. or you're doing three sermons per uh, service, mm-hmm. right? And you have 15 pastors, you still have five weeks. Or what if I know like such a huge problem is diversity in churches? Yeah. Why'd you flick it on me? <laughs> Why'd you flick it back on me? Because you flicked it on me first. <laughs> and like what... Not because everyone... But like... The Asian pastor can bring in his, you know... South Korean family and like... People get excited to see him. But then they stay because of the community. And then we have a black pastor who... Yeah, because they have different perspectives. They have different they perspectives. Different, uh, it's the reason that black churches stay black and white churches stay white. Because we want to hear the thing that sounds familiar. When we should be casting a wider net and trying to take in as many perspectives as we can. That's why smart people aren't smart. They're just curious. Yeah. And people in church aren't curious. They're just dead inside. <laughs> I think that's a little aggressive. <laughs> uh, I think they, they, might, they might say the Holy Spirit's alive and well in them. And the wafers. You know, when I was little, I thought you weren't a good Christian if you couldn't make the grape juice turn to wine in your mind. <laughs> I thought I wasn't actually saved. <laughs> It's like a trial. It's like, all right, to be saved, you gotta change this. I thought that was the whole the point of the grape juice was to change. Jesus would change it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I didn't taste alcohol, I was like, "Dang it, I'm going to hell." Yeah, Jesus didn't give you the party shot. <laughs> the party shot. Yeah. Communion party shot. How funny would it be if there was communion with tequila in line? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is that so bad though? I'm serious. At the end of at the end of the sermon when we do communion instead of why can't God we just... didn't turn water to tequila. <laughs> he wasn't trying to get white girl wasted <laughs> before he was crucified. Okay, what if it's a shot of wine and you put the bread as the the lime wedge on the side? That's what I'm saying. And everyone It'd be hilarious. And you got a little salt, too. You <laughs> get a little salt. The salt of Christ. The salt. Oh, no, we are the salt of the earth. That's right. Putting we that are. together. Another one of my favorite things is church names. And how they only have so many words to play with and what they come up with. Yeah. No, you're right. There's not... There's not a whole lot of... I, I'm saying, man, I think really churches really do need to work with ad agencies. There's, need, a, there's a church over there called the Bitter Root of Life. I don't know if that's the best church name ever. <laughs> it doesn't sound super inviting. Oh, no, wait. The Bitter Root... No, it's the Bitter Root River of Life. That's what it is. There's usually a lot of water references. Water references. River. Mm-hmm. Hill references is a big Hill. one. Uh-huh. Golgotha especially. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you see a dove in the logo. I saw the funniest. I also love going into churches and seeing if Jesus is bloody or not. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> sometimes there's tasteful drip. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like a massacre, and then yeah. sometimes he's clean. Right. It's just an artistic interpretation. He's always white, though. Oh, so I saw the funniest TikTok. I have... Can I show it to you? Where is my phone? Okay. You actually have to watch this. Guys, if this is underwhelming, I'm just going to cut Elizabeth out of the whole podcast. <laughs> this is going to be me talking to nobody. 
That'd be funny, actually. Wait. <sighs> I hope I can find it. But how many po- how many Tiki Talks do you like in a week? Oh, this is probably a couple weeks. Gosh, I don't know. You know that trend on TikTok, though, where it's like... What is it? Milk crates? No, name... Oh, it's it's name something that you... That... Uh, name something that you were brought up to believe but is actually not, like, true or something. Have you seen that one? No. Okay, well, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's this black girl. And the... And oh, I'm butchering the TikTok so bad. But then it's like the the text underneath, and it's just basically it says. So do you want to explain this, or you just want to stop now? <laughs> just I'll cut it out. But then <laughs> the bottom is that that there's a single white person in the Bible. Okay, we need to retract. This. <laughs> so what's going on in this TikTok? <laughs> okay, let me just find the TikTok. Alright, we're going to be here till next Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry, the podcast late. I'm still on the couch. Tell me something that is not in the Bible, but people think it is. Tell me something that is not okay, so in the Bible. That was the original, right? Okay. And then I need to see if I can find the stitch. Tell me something that is not in the Bible, but people think it is. Many people believe the Bible... No. Te- Okay, well, anyway, it's that. And then this this, this black lady comes on the screen and she goes, white people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's really funny. It's really funny. That's really funny. White people. White people. <sighs> anyway. All right. Would you rather okay give up lemon water for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm, that's okay. or tea for the rest of your life. Does chai count? It does. Yes. Because I could go without iced teas. All, te- all teas are not. Side allowed. note: Did you know the original owner Arnold Palmer was alcoholic? Mm-hmm. I, I met him. <laughs> No, 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 but that, the drink he made had vodka in it. Yeah. You're <laughs> playing golf, dude. <laughs> My whole life, I just really thought he liked lemonade and iced tea together. For the kids. Anyways. Um, I would... Water lemon water uh, or tea. I'd probably give up tea. You would give up tea. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I bought Jared... I bought us the expensive big bottle of lemon juice. It's so good. It makes you feel good inside. It does, but it is a diuretic, in case you didn't know that. You're a diabetic. I'm not. Mom thinks dad is. Of course, mom also thinks that her lines don't connect, so her her thoughts don't go from the one side of her brain to the other. She's <laughs> Oh, yeah. But we talked her out of that one. <laughs> I remember when she said that and I was trying to be nice, but the jokes were just so easy. <laughs> <laughs> then I just like... We'll say them now. I was like, you really thought that the creases on your head were like the highway of your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm dumb, who knows, maybe she's right. That's also something I'm trying to be better at. It's just kind of always assuming I'm wrong first. Yeah. Being confident in yourself is not bad, though. No, it's not. Alright, give me a good would you rather. Would you rather not have the lines in your head connect? Or... Or have them connect a little too much. How do your lines connect too much? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to bring it back. Okay. Real would you rather. Okay, no, I have a good would you rather. Would you rather have, like, the super gory bloody Jesus Christ? <laughs> like the one where his heart's falling out and, like, his hands are about to fall off. 
and he's profusely okay, breathing down his face. Breathing. Breathing and ble- he's he's breathing. It's real life. Well, he was barely breathing. He had Kevin Diamond to hoist himself up. Yeah, and the sponge is coming in his mouth and the water is dripping down. With wine. With wine. Or they were partying. do you want the clean cut Jesus who's just kind of like... No, I want the gory one. Okay. You? Yeah, that makes church way more fun. No, I just think it's it shouldn't be this pretty thing. It was this actually very crazy thing that he did. Yeah, it was pretty pretty intense. I think people need to have more emotion in church. So like shock value, totally. Yeah, but I guess, to be fair, it could probably just get overplayed and you get used to it. All right, well, then what if it's they change up the Jesus? You know? <laughs> when he's really small? Just based on, like, so one week they're talking about, like, Genesis, so it's, like, the holy Jesus. So it's, like, God came to earth, and then all of a sudden they're talking about Job, where his God was smiting all of his children and his wife, and it's, like, intense no, Jesus. <laughs> What if they made Jesus, but it was, like, bionic, so he would, he could, like, you know, like, Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. how there's, like, those machines, what if Jesus <laughs> fucking grows? He in the blink. Jesus blinks. I know someone who went to this, like, I think it was a conversion camp. It was some sort of an intense, like, Jesus camp. Uh-huh. Where, at the, at the end of it, the very last day, they, they hired actors to come in and act out what heaven is like and what hell is like and they basically just hired Halloween Horror Nights people that's so funny and my friend was like that's literally the only reason I accepted Jesus into my heart is I couldn't go to Halloween Horror Nights (laughs) for all eternity I wanted to go with them (laughs) universal as hell Gosh, I'm That's sorry. so ridiculous. I'm sorry. No one knows what either. If they, mm-hmm. no one knows. Oh, so funny. Would you rather have grown up mm-hmm. in a cult? That's too broad because it depends on the kind of cult. A bad one. A bad one. Okay, got it. <laughs> Are there good ones? Well, I mean, like. If the, if let's say a cult has a negative connotation to it, yeah. But if it was just like this was the only world I knew, and I was like, well, happy that's in it. that's my uh, or or are you growing up in like rural South America, where this is the only world you knew, but you're like hunter and gatherers. The cult is in America, by the way. I would rather be in rural South America and be a hunter gatherer. I think I would have a, think, a much more fulfilled life. Where you think planes are... I don't know. Because you have the opportunity to get out of the cult. You have the opportunity to leave that area. No, I'm talking like rural. Like they think planes are God. Like they have no human... Con- they don't know... There's an, I don't know if there, how many places are like that anymore. I think a few. I don't think there's a lot, Elizabeth. I won't be honest. Maybe. Well, you're one of the last ones. If I had to choose, mm-hmm. I'd probably still choose that South America. I think ignorance I mean, is bliss. Yeah, I mean, I also think that think about it like the the knowledge that they bring around generation to generation, and how they pass the time, and how they think about the world, and it's just a different perspective. I think the cult thing would just be too sad I'd feel like I'm wasting my life in the in the other sense but you're also like brainwashed so is ignorance bliss if you're in the cult mm-hmm. well, you're the one who's saying it's, you can get out of it and so I think eventually you're gonna question it for sure yeah I yeah. think if you're down in South America and you're doing one of those I think you're very fulfilled because all you're doing is you're getting tired from hunter like you it's more of like the basic roots of what humans are. So you're mm-hmm. you're waking up in nature. Mm-hmm. You're hunting for your food. You're eating your food. You're around your family. Mm-hmm. You're around your tribe. Mm-hmm. And you go to bed. And that satisfies all of your needs. Mm-hmm. And so you live a much more satisfied life. Mm-hmm. Than in a cult where you're just being told what you can and cannot do. Sounds familiar. I think it's <clears throat> more freeing. Or would be. Especially if I did... Because, I mean, right now... I, 
I think if you asked me that question now, mm-hmm. I think I might be too attached to modern uh, niceties. Niceties, I guess. So then you're picking the cult. Yeah. Really? I think so. Oh, because like you would, yeah, yeah because you would know this. Mm-hmm. But if you were a little cell or a little embryo, and they're like, which way? I would rather go to the jungle. Um, yeah, I think it'd be very hard to regress. It would still, it would be a regression both times. I think it'd be hard too. But I think it would be, I could handle it better if it was a cult in the United States because it's not as much of a shock of living outside all the time. Okay, my next would you rather. Mm-hmm. If you could go back... The year is agnostic. Like, it really doesn't matter. Well, it does... But the year just, is agnostic? Like... Y- I don't know if that was the right word. I it's don't think not. It was. The year is... um. What's the word I'm thinking of? Your upbringing doesn't really change. You still have the same experience as you did, I suppose, is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. But would you rather relive your adolescent years, like middle and high school, and maybe even college, without social media and a phone, or with? Oh, um... Without, probably. I would like to have phones. Like flip phones. But not social media. Because phones, just having a phone is just very convenient. I like to be. I like being able to call people or text people when I need to text them, but I don't need all of the extra doodads, even though I have them and I use them every day. But if I could, I think for six to seven hours a day. I think yeah, having a uh, having a flip phone would probably be the best. So I, without you, social media, yeah, that was a cop out answer. Well, you said with or without social media and a phone, so I would say without for sure. Okay, all right, you're right. I'll allow you that. So like, yeah. So, so I mean, I guess I could use a house phone if you want to be that technical, but I'm not having a phone on social media, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they had phones back in the 1900s. That's what I'm saying. You can still call people, but maybe not maybe not personal phones. You have to, like, trust that the person's going to show up at the restaurant at the time that you said that you're going to meet your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people would be a lot more happy. Isn't that crazy that now we're just like, where are you? When are you getting here? What's your ETA? And then you sit like this until you're, like... You do a lot more than I do, so I think it's more intense on you than it is on me. Why do you think our generation... Maybe that's too much of a blanket statement. I think many of our peers resent social media and technology. I don't think we'll use it forever. I think we'll do get over th- it. I was going to say, do you think we're going to get rid of it at some point and just be like I think so, so yeah. hungover from social media that we just like I don't think it's going to happen in the near future but I think eventually we'll realize how bad it is for us and I think how much time it takes away from us I think eventually we'll still have phones and stuff like this but it will be less addicting hopefully and more uh, you think so though with useful with corporate, I mean, that's my hope. With that's, corporate America, and they're making so much money. But there are phones that I've seen in products that I've seen where they are just phones that have music, navigation, mm-hmm. email, phone, text. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. And mm-hmm. it would be nice to get that. And it's something I've thought about for a little bit. But I guess I'm too scared of going away from the social ether. So... But I do think that that will be a a future thing. I've only done it one time. You got a Blackberry? I got a Blackberry. And now I'm scared shitless, but I remember how happy I was. And it's like this crazy thing in my mind where like I know that that's a happier me, but I'm still so tethered, yeah, to the ether. I also, it's a stupid excuse, but I need it for my job. I don't think that's a stupid excuse at all. But I do think you could have two phones. Whoa. I've never even thought about that as an option. Yeah. I have two phones right now. And to delete social media off this one and just make this one like almost a brick 
and then have the other one be my work phone that I wouldn't even need to put on because I could just have Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad idea. Just a thought. Would you do it with me? <clears throat> I could do that. Should we do a little challenge? What's your challenge? If we could go social media free for... That's not... Uh, I don't think that's the problem. What? Because I think I can I can do that and I've have done that before. I don't I think that's easy. I think it's harder not to go back. Oh, so you're we're just completely foregoing it hypothetically forever. Yeah, because I've definitely I've done like six month stints, if not yeah. more, without it, and that's fine. Right. But inevitably, I go back. Yeah. It's the fear of the unknown. Well, it's just at first you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, it's, I'm gonna post this one picture, and see how people react, and then I, then I'll delete it again, and then I, I won't go back on social media. That's also what I was doing for a while. And then you do that. Yeah. But then in two days you download it back again just to yeah. check how everything went, how your <laughs> likes are. Yeah. Who commented what? Yeah. And then you delete it, but then you get it back like four hours later. Yeah. And then you have it again. Yep. Yep. Where I did it, where I started, I was like, I just have it on my iPad. It doesn't even count. I can't even post. But I, like, look at people's stuff. I do like Instagram, though. I think it's it's my favorite social media of now. TikTok is cool, too, though. TikTok is my favorite. But... I like TikTok because it's not what other people are doing. It's just user-generated content. Mm. It has nothing to do with who's doing what, what's doing where. None of the he said, she said, or like the, like it, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe your friends, I guess, can you can follow, but I don't. It's follow a big my thirst trap, though. That's all it is. I don't follow that. Like I don't know. Sometimes when nineteen-year-olds pop up, you're right. You're right. It's one big thirst trap. But like you said all the time, then there's some very interesting boiled down snippet information yeah, segments. There are. there are. But and I think that gets lost and tossed to the wayside. Okay, well then you are on a crazy algorithm because I don't agree with that at all. That's all. I All I see is dumb motivational videos. Do you think we got enough? I'm going to go wiggle the mouse. <laughs> Here, I'll wiggle it. I don't like that word. I think that word might be, uh, some people don't like moist and I don't like wiggle. Yeah, we got enough. Okay, cool. Um, great. Episode seven. Do we want to say one nice thing about each other that we like? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I like how you don't change out of sweatpants. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you if I like noticed. how you've worn that shirt for the... Like, you just got it, like, three weeks ago, and you wear it every other day. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't worn it in a while. Oh, you wear it a lot. It's a comfy shirt. Okay. Can you do a real one? And that was real. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you if you noticed that I put my outfit on shuffle. That was legit. Kind, you kind of did. These are new sweatpants. Got them on Sunday. I like when you edit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that this week. It's your turn. I'm just saying. You think I do a good job? Yeah. <laughs> really? Sure. Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> I think you do a good job. I like when you don't walk in the house with shoes on. I like um I like when you drive us places. I like when you drive me places. <laughs> but you hate my driving. I do. 
it scares me a little bit. <laughs> but we always get there. Knock on. Knock on carpet or blanket. Knock on blanket and fake marble. I actually guess it is wood, technically. It is. It's just <laughs> or whatever compressed cheap wood. I like when you... When you smile. No, it's actually really silly, but when I'm sitting here working in the morning, uh-huh. you obviously every morning you walk out and go to the bathroom, and it makes me happy. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like, oh, good morning. <laughs> I'm usually doing something where I'm on the phone, so I don't always say anything, but... I like when I can say hi to your coworkers on your calls. <laughs> yeah, they like you. Everyone knows your name, which is funny to me. <laughs> Everyone, I come out here, they go, Jared. I go, I don't know if I've met you before. Yeah. <laughs> to be frank, like this morning. Mm-hmm. You said I was late for the meeting and I had just woken up. Mm-hmm. And it was like 11.30. <laughs> yeah, you're a fan fave at the, uh, at the office. At the virtual I've, office. I've, even when I'm in the physical office, people ask about you. Thanks, guys, for asking about me. <laughs> I really feel like I just did a Joe Rogan podcast because I have to pee so bad. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. (sighs) Um... I love you like peaches. You're sweet as can be.